0: Hi, it's Wes Johnson. And John St. John. And we're here for GGR Pirate Radio. Yeah, because they've got balls of steel. Yes, and we may take those from you when we're done. Originally, it was designed to be a comic book that a human being would read. And it's like, it's long since gone away from that purpose.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, see, like, there's certain things like that that I agree with. Like, like you mentioned, Action Comics number one, you know, don't open that, you know, leave it, leave it sealed. But like, with action figures, for instance, like, I've never been one of those people that like, keeps their action figures in the boxes. Like, because even when I was an adult, if I saw like a cool, like, I don't know Darth Vader action figure. I'm I'm opening that shit up because I want to play with it. Like Same. that's what it was meant to be. It was meant to be played with. Like it's for me. It's never been about collecting. It's always been about yeah. like the, seeing something and enjoying it and and having that experience with it. Because it uh, you you buy it because it makes you feel like a kid again. And like yeah. a kid is not going to keep something in a box.
2: Yep. And there's also no guarantee that that stuff will still have value like after a couple years anyway. Everyone thought Beanie Babies were going to have this value <laughs> for forever, and they're not really worth anything now.
0: It's it really a shame to work. hear. That's what my entire retirement portfolio is in. <laughs> <If you> Collectible <laughs> Beanie Babies. <laughs> if you check my four hundred one k, I need to call my broker immediately. Yeah.
2: <laughs> you check
0: my four hundred one k. My
1: investments are Beanie Babies, Tamagotchis, and Furbies. And I was in. I was told that they were going to be big, but apparently. Not so much.
0: Thank, thank God I got talked out of that Pog deal. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, my God.
1: <laughs> well, guys, I have to ask, um, since this has been two weeks since we've recorded, did you guys enjoy what I affectionately referred to as our all-star break?
2: Yeah. Enjoy. I remember yeah. what that I did.
1: You so said you don't remember what you did?
2: Yeah. Like, I don't really think I did anything the last couple of weeks. I just <laughs> I, I just had a free Friday night, just kind of did it by going to bed.
1: You basically pulled an office space. You were like, I did nothing, and it was wonderful.
2: <laughs> basically.
1: Yeah. Uh, Steve, there's there's big news on the on the Home front. Um you Disney guys...
0: plus is out. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> there is that too. Um but you, um, we we now know that there is going to be another male child in the Monarch family.
0: Yes, oh, congrats, another, another little boy. So that'll be my second son. Um, yeah. So now, now the, I don't want to call it an argument. Uh, the discussion about names with all of the family members, and everyone has you know their their vote and their two cents, and trying to figure that whole thing out. As that is now the game, because it's all fun and games, just. Oh, it's a boy or a girl. Here's a whole big long list of names. But, like, now that we know it's a boy, okay, it's real. Yeah. And all jokes aside, I know we're very nerdy here, but Luke is on the table. That's oh, dude. Dude, awesome. that is wonderful. Luke is in, like, the top, like, finalists, like, the top five right I'm
1: now. Just, I'm letting you know. If you name that kid Luke when he, he's, like, five or six, um, I have the Anakin lightsaber, Like I'm bringing it to him, and I'm gonna (laughs) do this whole speech and be like, "Your father wanted me to give you this when you were old enough." Like doing the whole thing. I did want
0: that. I'm just in the background.
1: (laughs) (laughs) He's right. He's right. I
0: did in fact want this thing. (laughs) We recorded it. You can listen to it later. (laughs) Just ignore the bad words we said. Um, So (laughs) um, yeah, that's that's legitimately. I also suggested Jason, the J-A-C-E-N from the Jason Solo Legends Extended Universe. Yeah. That didn't go over as well. Although, if it was a girl, Jaina was also on the table. So, um, I don't. You know, my wife isn't near as into the pop culture Star Wars realm that we are. And by not yeah. into, I mean not into. But, <laughs> but just on the on the value of the sound of the name itself. You know, yeah. Luke and Jaina were are contenders. So, yeah, don't hate that.
1: Honestly, I mean, you you literally you might even be able to slip it past her too. You'd be like. Babe, listen. Barry,
0: Alan, Monik. They're going to say something like Luke, <laughs> Java, Monic. Just, just hear me out. <laughs> just hear me out.
1: <laughs> hear me out on this one, okay? Hyperspace, Monic. Throwing it Hyperspace, out. Boba Fett. <laughs> I um, I'm like I missed I missed talking to you guys, man, and I'm glad that we're we're back doing this and. One of the cool things that was about, like, about my vacation. First off, like, God, I needed a vacation. Like, have you ever gotten to a point when you're at work and you just, you hate everyone and everything because you're so fried? Like, you're you're just so, like, I need to get away from this place for a while. Like, that, that was me on the last day before I left for vacation. Like, I was trying so hard, like, not to snap at people because, like... <laughs> It's, it's, it's right there. The light at the end of the tunnel is big and bright. And you're like, I'm almost a vacation. But I swear to God, if one more person asks me something stupid, I'm going to lose my mind. Like, it was the most needed vacation ever. But, like, watching what our GGR team did while I was gone on our GGR Facebook um, group that we have, uh, the articles that were getting put out, the fact that MC put out a podcast, like, Wow. Like I was just, I was blown away. Like it, we're self-sufficient. When the hell did this happen? Like I had, I think we ended up putting out like four articles while I was on vacation yep. because I had, um, I had a couple, um, nostalgia November articles that came out, uh, Ben, Benjamin Shapiro, which by the way, he's now been elevated to, um, he's a content editor now when it comes to the articles. Cause he's just, he's everything he's been putting out has been great. And he'll edit some of my stuff. He'll edit some of the articles that we get to. And he's just like. All in, dude, and I'm I'm super excited with what he's doing. Uh, Chelsea House, she's been doing great stuff as well. MC, again, you've been doing great stuff. Um, Russell Brown, his video game articles have been good. He did a couple of nostalgia November articles as well. Like just just outstanding stuff, man. And it's and it's so cool.
0: ETRB really knows his video games too. Like that he that's a guy that's like plugged into that community
1: oh yeah yeah man and like when he's like well my favorite game of all time is knights for sega saturn i was like dude that is a that is a deep cut i was like that's not that's not something most people even know about like that that you know you know exactly that shows that he knows what he's talking about so it was good stuff man but let's um let's jump in guys we're at the diner we're talking about all the nerdy things that we like to talk about. We'll talk a little bit about my vacation uh, to Disney World. Uh, more importantly, because, I mean, forget Disney World. Galaxy's Edge, that's the most important part. Let's let's talk about that. But it's going to be a mostly Star Wars-heavy uh, episode tonight. Because, first off, it's been super exciting watching the text messages that have been flying to me from MC Brooks. Because this is his first time ever seeing Star Wars and Empire Strikes Back. And as he's watching them, he's texting me what how he feels and what's going on. And it's just, it's so wonderful seeing this through a fresh set of eyes so we're gonna be talking about that we're also gonna be talking about disney plus and how freaking amazing this streaming service is and um of course because it's star wars related we're gonna be talking the mandalorian so guys let's go ahead and kick this episode off uh, we're back from the all-star break it's ggr pirate radio and we're starting right now
2: she never kept the same address in conversation she spoke just like a baroness
0: She's a killer, killer, again, she's a killer, killer queen you came naturally from Paris, naturally But she couldn't care <clears> less, <throat> and precise She's a killer, queen, gunfight, and teen, Dynamite with a laser beam,
2: guaranteed uh, uh, to blow your mind
0: You're listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Don't be a juice bag.
1: Start your computations for time warp.
0: You run around this city like it's your damn shooting gallery. Yeah, what do you do?
2: What do you do? You act like it's a playground. You beat up the bullies with your fists, you throw them in jail, everybody calls you a hero, right? And then a month, a week, a day later, you're back on the streets doing the yeah. same goddamn, same goddamn thing. thing. So you just put them in the morgue. You goddamn right, I do. This is called pilot radio.
1: Well, Jeff, my friend, today's the day you become a man.
0: A piñata man. Hey, Phil? Phil? Hey, Phil Connors, Ned.
1: But, Ada, why would they make you
2: president? Well, maybe it's because I can recite all 50 states in a quarter of a second. This is called Pilot Radio. Lady, I'm afraid I'm going to have to ask you to leave the store.
0: Who the hell are you?
2: Name's Ash.
0: Housewares. 69, dudes! It's poorly clover. Make a wish. Wish you weren't so fucking awkward, bud. This is called Pilot Radio. Dylan! You son of a...
2: You're like, oh, these are stupid guns. Guns uh. are for jerks. <laughs> uh, Pam, I will end you. This is called Pilot Radio. It's like, yeah, no, action news. And now, your host, Mike Luxford. <laughs> I'm totally going to use that, too. <laughs>
1: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, my name is Mike Lunsford, and this is GGR Pirate Radio. Guys, we're back. It's been a two-week hiatus, but we're all well-rested. We're prepared to do this awesome podcast again for you. But let me thank you all for listening. Thank you for going to our website and reading our articles. You all already know what it is. It's greatgeekrefuge.com. Hey, we're on Spotify now. Check us out on Spotify. You can find all of the podcasts. That's Mike on the mic. That's GGR Pirate Radio. That's the overflow with MC Brooks. Uh, Now with special new thumbnail image featuring Sonic the Hedgehog. You should check that out. Oh, yeah. Hell, yeah. Uh, We've also got uh, Stop Me If You Heard This. You can check that out there. We've got the Geek Sheets podcast. It's all there, all for your enjoyment. The Fantastic Forum podcast is up there uh, as well from our friend, Mr. Ulysses E. Campbell. Check them all out. They're all there. They're everywhere. You can listen to podcasts. But guys, let me introduce my crew, my guys, my, my three musketeers of awesome podcasting. I've got the guy who helped me find this website back in 2014. Uh, we uncovered it uh, in the jungle. Um, at first, we thought it was just a piece of metal from uh, the airplane crash that we had landed on this tropical island for. No, it turned out it was a hatch. And that guy is Steve Monaghan. <laughs>
0: Does that make all the other people that we've met so far the others or it's impossible yeah
1: <laughs> we've also got a talented man um no one understands him but his woman um he, he's he's an awesome musician uh, you should check out his stuff it's on bandcamp um but he's uh, the third piece in this co-hosting triumvirate of GGR pirate radio his name is MC Brooks hello as you can tell from my intro from Steve uh my wife and i have been watching lost because she was interested in seeing it and i was like "Ah, i watched it before i don't need to watch it and i literally stood there as she was watching the first episode and then i went from standing there to like sitting in uh, in the bed with her and watching it and then like getting under the covers and like watching it intently so like i'm hooked again like i gotta watch that show from the beginning with her um we just got they just found the hatch oh my god like i forgot how cool this show is so
0: yeah there's some good stuff there's also some yeah there's some good stuff in that show (laughs) yeah
1: i've from in talking to other people about it, that's been kind of the reminder: is that it um, kind of falls apart a little bit uh, at times, especially at the end. Um,
0: you can so you way, can distinctly tell when the writer's strike happened.
1: Yeah, that's that's kind of the vibe that I've gotten from this as well. Uh, so, Mister Mister MC Brooks, I wanted to start with you. Um, bravo, sir, for for putting out a podcast while I was on vacation. Uh, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about that podcast too. Sure. Uh, because this was Baltimore Con, so of all the cons that you've gone to this year, how did Baltimore Con stack up?
2: Uh, it was cool. Uh, it's it's the only one of its kind. Um, it's the only one of its kind that I that I attend every year because every for the most part every convention I go to, even though they tend to be focused on one thing, they tend to have stuff that caters to every two to everyone so like for example in going to KatsuCon, which you know you would think is primarily just an anime con like there's still stuff there for people who are in the comics who are into Marvel and DC etc so you get like a good balance of stuff uh, same thing at like uh magfest which is you know primarily video games but you still get a you know a little bit of of everything there uh, baltimore comic con is very niche and very like it. it's in the name it is just comics and literally nothing else and as someone who is you know who didn't grow up kind of as into comics as, as other as other as other people were um it was kind of it was cool to, to to go and you know to kind of to kind of be kind of a novice in a way that uh you know like i don't have a lot uh I don't have a lot going on I, I don't have a lot of knowledge about like the stuff that's going on like they have a ton of uh, comic writers and creators and people who had worked on very specific runs of, uh, of Characters there and there were a lot of workshops for people who were trying to launch this stuff off the ground It was really cool. It, it, it was really cool um, This this year though was actually different because I got to experience it very differently than I did last year not because I was not pressed this year, but I debuted my Moon Knight cosplay at yeah, Baltimore right. Comic Con this year. And uh wow. <laughs> wow, that was uh that was something. Like in, in all my years in attending conventions, I you know, I like I I I had always seen the people who, you know, were getting stopped like every two seconds because people wanted to, you know, to take pictures and all this and all that, but I'd never experienced I'd never experienced that. And this year, like from the second I left my hotel. There were people like taking pictures, having their phones out, uh, you know, asking me about my, my outfit and everything. It was it was really cool. It's very it was very surreal. That and, and uh probably How much the,
0: time did it take you to make that and like all the detail that went into oh, it? Oh
2: man, that was oof, it took about a month. It took about a month for me to to get everything because I, I was assembling from scratch and um I mean, I could have gone the easy route and just kind of went on Etsy and just bought pieces, but I, you know, didn't have like $400 lying around. So, <laughs> so I was like, all right, you know, I can, I'll, I'll see if I can just from do, do it from scratch. So luckily I found a, a cosplay guide on, um, Pinterest and they actually had links to where, where I could get certain items. So, um, in a nutshell, so I I um I did the the version of Moon Knight where he has the the black and white, not the all white costume, uh, where it's basically all black with uh, the arm with the the white armor and the and the cape. So basically, got a black bodysuit from uh, that I bought on Amazon. I got a paintball chest protector for the chest piece, and I actually it was black. I actually spent three days and four cans of spray paint painting it white. <laughs> <laughs> just to to make sure I got it right um I used craft foam to create the um the moon crescent um that I used I got a face mask um that I used for the face I actually had um uh what is it called um mesh uh stitched over the eyepieces so I could make sure I had like the vintage like comic look with the white eyes and it was thin enough that I could see through it like I didn't i, I wasn't like i still had vision not the best vision but i still had uh so i had vision um i had some bike uh bike gloves and then uh some white boots that i bought um and it was just a really a matter of just you know using amazon to kind of find the different pieces uh find stuff that that i could use it took uh cutting out various um uh, various moon crescents because i'm i'm not an artist in that regard so trying to measure (laughs) trying to measure that out make sure that looked cool was 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 uh was a thing making the belt that was completely made of mesh that took about two hours to to make uh, not to mention the Velcro with it, so it's t- it it took a while, and, it, and much of it was just because I didn't want to drop like a massive amount of money at once. So I just strategically tried to seek out uh, pieces and then work on them to make them fit the the costume all together. And people really liked it. I got I got a lot of compliments on it, and a lot of people were asking me just kind of like how I how I put it together, and and that kind of made me kind of gave me a little bit of validation that like you know my hard work definitely paid off because people know this
1: well it's just really cool too that like you there's there's a certain pride in it as well when like you made it and it's not just like people are coming up and complimenting you and you're like yeah thanks i bought it you know <laughs> like like it's that's it's awesome man like i love that you did this yourself and it wasn't like yeah i mean because there's so many people that, that that don't make it themselves and like there's a whole, there's a pride that comes with that, and that's that's just awesome. I mean, and I'm glad to hear that you had a good time too. Like, um, I know a few other people that went there. Um, like, Steve Connolly was there. First off, like, let's prop props to this dude, by the way, because I don't know if you guys are uh, got got to see this or not, but Steve Connolly was like featured prominently at Baltimore Comic Con. Like, he did the uh, the program. The program is like the cover of the program is his. Like, it's. Oh. Yeah, like he did the program for the thing, like he was just prominently featured um at Baltimore Comic Con and it was just it was awesome to see somebody that's first off a, an awesome dude, too, an amazing artist. Like it was really cool to see him get his due, like in in my opinion. He didn't he didn't end up winning a uh, an award at the show I was hoping he would, um but still, you know, I mean like he still was prominently featured uh, as an artist at a yeah. at a Baltimore Comic Con.
2: And and I'll I'll say that too that that's one thing I think that distinguishes Baltimore from from some of the others because it's such a small small convention you have better access to uh, to to uh, the people who are interested in what you do and so uh, some uh, other people I know who have uh, had tables at Baltimore Comic Con always love going it because it's because they get a real chance to interact with people and like feel feel like you know their work is really being put prominently on display because people are able to to view it you know it's not it's not one of these huge magnificent conventions that have thousands and thousands of people
1: yeah absolutely so i mean it's i'm I'm glad that you had a good time it's i need to try to go to more um events like i i haven't been to many this year like at all like i just (laughs) i think i went to um escape velocity and that was pretty much it so Next year, I got to be a little more on top of my game for that and uh, actually reach out and be like, hey, uh, can you give us press credit? Because I forgot so many times where like <laughs> like with Baltimore, I looked at Baltimore and I was like, crap, I probably should have asked about this. I don't know, like six months <laughs> ago. And I yeah, I just completely forgot. So. Yeah,
2: it's, I mean, it's it, it's it's all, it's all good. I mean, there's there's a ton next year. I actually yeah. just found out about a brand new convention that uh, that just debuted uh, with his with about two weeks ago. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and uh, a friend of mine who I always who I see at all all of these various conventions, he was he was actually on staff for it and this year was their first year doing it. They they did it at uh, at uh, one of the hotels in uh, in Tyson's Corner. I can't remember which which one. Um but they had a very very big turnout and they they got some really nice names to show up for for this to be their uh their their annual year. And so I, I got to follow with their social media people and have uh, been in contact with them so you know next year i'm gonna be able to to go and and actually uh, get over there and do some work with them and and hopefully cover it
1: nice yeah there was one at i can't remember what hotel it was in tyson's corner but there was one a couple of years ago when i was with comics online that we did and it was novacon uh
2: was, yeah
1: yeah and we did that one and that one was it was pretty cool it was small but it was still it was still pretty interesting so yeah so let's talk about the thing that everybody is watching right now. I mean, I, I I feel like every single post I see on social media is about somebody watching something on the newest streaming service to to come out, um, and that's Disney Plus. Like, I don't think I've ever seen such a positive reaction to something like this and and immediate like immediate subscriber like no one is like well maybe i should or maybe i shouldn't i don't know like everybody's just like i'm in do it but yeah because there's (laughs) there's just so much stuff on there like it's astounding how much stuff is actually on disney plus
2: it's overwhelming like i i I waited a day i didn't i didn't get disney plus the day the day it came out i waited a day yeah. But even uh, when I, when I signed on and just just kind of scrolling through everything, like for on one hand, hell and nostalgia yeah. on there, yes. I'm I'm remembering I'm remembering shows that I had long forgotten about since my childhood, and it's just really amazing to see that oh wow they're all they're all being featured on here, and like you said, there's so much stuff on there that you kind of like I I didn't really know where to begin as far as. What do I want to watch like do I want to start with you know the the Disney Channel original movies that I used to love uh, when I was younger or do I want to do I want to start with gargoyles or yeah. bonkers or just any of these shows do I want to go down the Marvel route and start watching the MCU and and see stuff about what they're what they're planning uh, what they're expanding the universe uh, series. So it's it's very overwhelming but in like the best way possible.
1: Yeah. Uh, agreed and like there's what's been awesome for me as like from from the dad perspective most of the time we're just trying to keep jacks off of youtube because there's nothing wrong with youtube inherently like it's fine there's lots of great content on there but like it's hard to navigate what is good and what's not because there's so much and it's very unfiltered for the most part and we have to like sit there and watch it with him and like not to sound like one of those parents who is like, I need to be away and sipping my wine while my kid is doing something. <laughs> it's just too much to deal with. No, but like sometimes you just want to be able to watch your own thing, let your kid watch their thing and just, you know, everybody have their own space. Having Disney Plus is friggin phenomenal because there's so many shows that he hasn't gotten to see yet. Like there's a new one, new animated show called Big City Greens. That is, first off, it's adorable. Secondly, it's hilarious and, like, he just has been binge-watching that, and it's it's great because I can pop in and out. And I'll watch a little bit of it. I'll laugh, like, enjoy it, and then I'll be able to watch The Mandalorian, or I'll be able to uh, go back and, like, Sandy's been watching, like, like you said, like, those old uh, Disney Channel movies that came out, like, or the series. Like, there's there's just so much stuff, like... Steve, what was other than other than Mandalorian? we'll talk about that in a little bit. What, like, what was the one that you're just like, oh, my God, I didn't even realize they had this.
0: Yeah, there were a bunch of them on there, um, you know, from like a lot of the early shows like that. I watched as a kid. So like Chip and Dale, Darkwing Duck, like that kind of stuff where it was like, I can't wait to show Jack this. Yeah. Um, and then for me personally, like there, there actually were a number of movies on there um like me and manny started watching remember the titans oh and yeah it's just like, uh, things like favorite. i haven't watched that movie in forever and as soon as like the first five minutes i'm like this movie's so freaking good like uh so there's like little gems like that like i saw like oh the rocketeer it's gonna have to watch that it's been too long and you know there the a lot of the movies um you know in addition to the shows because obviously there's some good stuff there um and then some of the original content too um like my brother-in-law recommended that imagineering documentary uh, so I watched the first two episodes of that, and that's just inherently interesting on the entire history of the parks like in di- the Imagineering uh, group that was put together basically to kind of create Disneyland. And then, dude, I'll have to out. watch that. It's wow. really interesting. They're like hour-long episodes yep. or like 45 minutes or whatever. Um, and it basically starts out like very, very jet tour through early Disney history, like super fast. And then it's like Disney, liked fooling around with trains in his backyard. So he decided to make like the biggest theme park ever. Um, and it just completely goes from there. Um, very, very well done documentary. They have a lot of really uh, good footage from the era. Um, they have footage from like the first day that Disneyland opened. And um, yeah, it's uh, it's definitely worth the time if you're looking for a change of pace from like straight entertainment stuff that's on there. Yeah. And more of, like, the infotainment kind of thing. Um, so that one uh, sprinkled in amongst all the nostalgia and, like you said, the new stuff like The Mandalorian.
1: Dude, that's... Yeah, um, Now, see, now I... I haven't really had a chance to really digest it because we got home um, from Florida on Sunday. And Sunday was basically, like, well, let's unpack and let's wash our clothes and stuff like that. And I got to watch The Mandalorian, and that's pretty much it. And then I had to work all week. So, like, now... It, being my weekend I'm I'm really gonna get to deep dive a little bit so I'm excited about this um because the only other documentary that I've been watching is like again I've mentioned this before I'm a history nerd there's a documentary on Netflix uh called The West it's by Ken Burns the same guy that did the Civil War one and it's all about like our westward expansion And all of the things that happened because of that, like the gold rush and like how we basically fucked over the Native Americans, like the the building the railroads. And it's just like it's super fascinating, but it's also like you ever find something that's like really, really interesting, but it's also really boring at the same time. So, like, Mm -hmm. you'll watch it, but you can't watch more than like an hour of it because it puts you to sleep. Like, it's the perfect thing to put on at bedtime. It's like, all right, let me watch this. This is interesting. But. I'm going to doze off. And that's exactly what happens every time I try to watch it. <laughs>
2: you
1: got to
0: put on a pot of coffee for that one, huh?
1: Yeah, exactly. But like, honestly, I've been, I've been watching it in like little spurts here and there. So I'm like stretching it out over like weeks and months. You know, it's it's I don't care, whatever. It's the West. It's not going anywhere. It already happened.
0: Well, that actually <laughs> brings up an interesting point because um, I wasn't sure how I was going to feel about the slow roll one episode at a time of the Mandalorian and like any of the original programs so the Imagineering documentary is the same thing. It's like one episode per week. And, you know, I guess they are just so used to the, the, the binge mentality. Um, But the spacing out of it's actually kind of been refreshing. Yeah. I don't know if you guys feel the same way, but I totally,
1: I I totally do. I, I'm so with you on this one because yeah like keep going man but like yeah i'm i'm uh, yeah you actually get a chance to digest it instead of like plowing through because if you think about it like there's going to be eight episodes of the mandalorian right we're on episode three they're about 30 to 45 minutes long so like you literally could be done with that whole series in like four hours five hours you know and like that sucks but now it's going to be like a couple of months and you have time to talk about it you have time to like think about it and like it's part of what I miss about the old TV mentality was like, you had to wait, you had no choice. Yep. And binging is great if you're trying to catch up on something, but at the same time too, like these, are these are pieces of art. And like, sometimes you need to watch them like once or twice yeah. or three times and really see all the stuff. Cause the Mandalorian is chock full of just amazing shots and mm. scenery and like little mm. like character pieces. And then like, I'm, I'm really enjoying taking my time. It's like, It's like fast food and sitting down at a really nice restaurant. Like, yeah, you can get a cheeseburger and you can wolf it down real quick before you got to go to work in like 15 minutes. That's fine. Or you can sit down and you can have uh, a soup and then you can have a salad and then you can have a really nice steak and then you can have, you know, a couple minutes to digest your food and talk with your your uh, your table mates and then you can have like some coffee and a dessert like you get to digest everything and really enjoy what you're having instead of feeling like you're like trying to force feed all this stuff in.
2: Yep, and
0: having uh, all the nostalgia stuff, if you want to binge something, there you go.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's it, it's so funny how, like, I see so many people say the exact opposite. But, like, that was the other thing I wanted to say. Like, uh-huh. bravo to all of you guys. To MC. To James Rambo. To all of our, our like, to TK. To... I watch what you guys do on social media, and not like like stalkerish, but like I'll watch like <laughs> I'll watch like these comments that you have, and like a lot of times I'll just stay out of the uh, the conversations. But I just I love that you guys all embody what GGR is in just conversations, because like Rambo was talking about somebody uh, about the Joker, right? And somebody was like ripping into him, and they were like, "Oh, you didn't get it," and blah blah blah, 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 blah just giving them like a, just just running them through the ringer with it. And his response was cool. And he just moved on <laughs> like and, and MCU. A lot of times you'll do the same thing. If like somebody disagrees with you about something nerdy, you're just like, well, I don't feel that way, but that's cool. And you just move on like nobody's a dick to somebody else about the things that they believe, even if they're being a dick. We're just like, all right, man, live your life. But we got other things to do. And like our community of people that we've that we've cultivated on our group page, they all seem to get it like no nobody but like, continues to beat down the door. Like they they just everybody's cool with it and it's self-policing too. Like it's just I love this community that we've created, man. And like now that we're getting more content too that we can all discuss and love and enjoy, it's just like it, it's awesome. It's it's just it's so cool what we got going on here. And like now we got Disney Plus and now we have more stuff to talk about. And absolutely. Yeah. Um So Let's talk about The Mandalorian for a little bit, Steve. And yeah, sorry a big
0: to... part of the, no, 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 that's, that's good. That's good. Cause a big yeah. part of well, what I like about our community and our group and everything is like we do have really good conversations w- about other media, whether it's media we're making or something like The Mandalorian. And one of the reasons that I liked the concept of it being released weekly, not only, like you said, is it, it's a slow burn. You want to digest it, you want to have, um, you know, full appreciation. Cause I mean, they spent like, was it like a million bucks an episode or something? I mean, like yeah. they are like, I, I can't remember. It's some kind of re- 10 million or something. I think, yeah, it was like, isn't it 10 episodes, 10 million, a an episode, uh, it, just a ridiculous budget for a TV show. So obviously you want to appreciate it on the aesthetic level, but also like there's some theory stuff. There's some conversation stuff. There's some stuff where you're like, I really don't know where in the world this thing's going. And, it's different when it was like for example the other thing i was thinking about that kind of reminds me this is like stranger things the first season of that when that first came out um that ended up just when you binge like a whole like eight episode or whatever it was it ends up just being a long movie and you're like cool i really really enjoyed sitting here and watching all those hours of this long movie and i got the beginning middle and end of the story that you were telling me um it's a really good enjoyable experience this is now an interactive experience it is a we're watching bits and pieces and talking about it bits and pieces talking about it and uh, people are theorizing and we're talking about okay how's this going to fit into the bigger world is any of this going to show up in the movie that's going to come out in a month or is this its own animal what's going to happen in season two blah 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 like so that's Mm -hmm. the uh, aspect that why like why I'm willing to be patient and wait uh, (laughs) week to week for all of them because it's worth the wait
1: yeah, absolutely. Like that's that's a perfect description, and it is. It's kind of a throwback, and and it's it's something that Favreau does really well. That he he doesn't like he does he does modern well. I mean, like he did Iron Man. He's been involved in a lot of the MCU stuff, but like he knows when to use certain things, and I'm sure Disney had a part in this as well. But like the way that this show is set up, like, first off, you get in that weekly installment, so you get the time to digest it, you get the time to look at all these cool little, like, they put so many little Easter eggs in here, too. But also, like, it's a perfect mashup of a spaghetti western in Star Wars. It's, if you took off his Mandalorian helmet, and you took the spaceships out of it, and you, instead of blasters, you had them as pistols, I mean, this is is a Clint Eastwood movie. This is, like, it's the man with no name. And The the tropes that they're hitting on here, you know, you've, you've got this badass, you know, who doesn't talk much and he's soft-spoken, but he just kicks everyone's ass. And then all of a sudden you find that he has a heart of gold. It, it's just like they managed to do all of that and match it up with Star Wars. And if anybody was like, hey, give me one word to describe uh, The Mandalorian. Satisfying. Because you walk away from every episode with something that you were just like, yep, that's exactly what I was looking for. And sometimes that's not good. Sometimes you're like, well, that was too predictable, but this one has enough twists and turns that it's not predictable, but still it's yeah. Yeah. I walk away from every single episode being like, damn, that was good. And I really enjoyed it. And I will literally, I never do this with shows. I will watch it from beginning to end and even watch the, um, the credits because the credits have all the concept art that they used Mm -hmm. for the, for the episode. And the concept art is amazing. Like it's, it's, Yeah, I'm just I'm I'm totally in love with this with this show. And like, I would love to binge watch it. But at the same time, too, I kind of like that. I can't because it's they leave you wanting more. And it's 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 kind of genius in a way.
0: Yeah, it's a little bit like we were talking about before. It's like, you know, when you're an adult. Yeah, you have to sometimes give up the immediate gratification for a, a better return in the long run. And I think that's what this is going to be. It's like, yeah. I'm willing to give up the ability to watch all the episodes tonight to know that it's going to be a more enjoyable experience over the long term.
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. You know, it's yeah. And and it's that that's, that's kind of a funny sen- sentiment there too, that like, Hey, let's talk about adulthood kind of thing. You know, like <laughs> it's one of those things that like you start realizing that I don't know if you guys run into this and, and maybe it just means I'm a judgmental jerk, but like you'll sit there and you'll watch other people and they're a uh, quote unquote adult priorities. And you're just like, dude, what are you doing? Like <laughs> you sit, you sit there and they're like, Oh man, I need to, I need to work more hours or I need to get a better paying job as they're just throwing away their money on like nonsense over and over and over and over and over again. You're just like, dude, what? Like, you know that another way instead of just making more money is to cut the expenditures that you're making, right like <laughs> yeah. thing things like that like, but it's the same thing with like with media like I watch people just like, oh, I stayed up uh, until three o'clock in the morning watching all of this stuff and now I'm exhausted for work um because I watched the show. you know, you could have just turned it off at like one i mean i I get being in entranced by something, but at the same time too, like it, it's just it's kind of funny, and like it's. It's almost like Disney Plus is like saying to us, like, hey, maybe um, maybe you guys don't need all of this at one time. Like, <laughs> we, we don't need to be causing problems. We don't need people showing up late for work because they stayed up to watch all of the Mandalorian episodes. So
0: <laughs> we got your money. You know, t- we'll, we'll tell you when to watch stuff. <laughs> exactly. Yeah.
1: They're, they're, they're teaching us a lesson. Yeah. Um, do you have any theories, Steve? Uh, about like because the Mandalorian stuff like I've I've been reading a lot that like um, apparently the dude who is who is like analyzing Baby Yoda um, was somehow I, I don't know how they figured this out but he was like wearing the uniform of somebody that works in Kamino yeah, the, like, yeah. The cloning facility is
0: yeah the patch on his right arm is the same logo that's on all of the, the little Boba Fett clones Uh-oh. like that they show in the attack of the clones like when Obi-Wan's inspecting the facility uh, it's got the same or at least it looks the same as you can see from the kind of like blurry, blown up image yeah. that someone took a screen cap of. But um, yeah, that's that's kind of the popular theory right now is that they're attempting to collect him to clone him or he is a clone or they want to make sure that he's not clo- like something with cloning.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's I don't know. I'm, I'm interested either way like they've hooked me and like the story i was i was a little afraid that it was gonna be really dark because the first couple of episodes well the first episode specifically like really sets a dark tone and i like what they're doing with the mandalorians i like that they're not just like scumbags basically like you're seeing the same things that you got to see in the animated series is that they did like with clone wars and with uh with rebels that they've got this code of honor and they back each other up. And like at the end of episode three, like you really get to see that in full force. And I was very happy with that. And I was like, this again, satisfying. Like, it's just, it's, it's great.
0: Yeah. They're really uh, playing up the culture aspect of, of it <laughs> as opposed to just using, Hey, you know, Boba Fett got a lot of weapons. So this is a good excuse to like blow stuff up a whole bunch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Basically. They, they could have gone that route. They could have yeah. made it like you said, like instead of going to Western with like a some story and some depth and they kind of like they could have gone generic action show and it would have been fine. It would have been good. It's not like they could. Yeah. They, they would have necessarily made a bad one, but I, it would have felt a little more hollow, I guess. Oh, for I, sure. I don't know if that's the right way to put it. But like, um, you know, I really like the the character of the Mandalorian. Like, I really like yeah. um, the even even though it wasn't in for like IG eleven. Yeah. Uh like I thought that was like a really fun character. You know, like some of these characters are bringing in, it's not just you know, and the trailer didn't necessarily paint it that way. Yeah. Like if you see the trailer trailer, you see him like shooting the door uh control so he cuts the guy in half. You see, you know, IG eighty eight throwing behind the back blaster shots and stuff and you're thinking like, Oh, it's just gonna be like a like a like a bloodbath, it's just gonna be a murder fest and there are some pretty sweet action scenes. Like when he hopped on that hovering, like a uh, Gatling gun, it was yeah. just like moan. Like I was like, that's, that was pretty awesome. Yeah. But you're kind of in the context of it. You're like, that's cool action, but it's cool action that means something and not just let's kill 400 guys. Cause it, it's cool.
1: Yeah. And that's, that's something that I've really enjoyed about the show too, is that like the set pieces that they use, like back in the day with super Nintendo, Actually, no, because you never you you skipped the Nintendo. You went to 64. Um, There was Mm -hmm. there was a there was a Super Star Wars game on Super Nintendo. And that scene in the second episode when he's climbing up the sand crawler fighting the Jawas, there's a theory out there. We don't know for sure. I I doubt it. But there's a theory that that's what they were taking that from because that's that's almost identical to the way you have to go up the sand
0: crawler in that video game. Get out of town. That's awesome. It, I really
1: doubt that like John Favreau in the mid 90s was playing Super Nintendo and he was like, dude, I got to put in a Super Star Wars. Reference.
0: I wouldn't be surprised, dude, because I mean, the, some of the yeah. references that are made yeah. to, to him are yeah. straight from the holiday special. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So like the look of the Mandalorian, his rifle, those are the the look of what Boba Fett originally looked like in that animated short that's within the holiday special. Um and I forget the little the little guy that Nick Nolte plays.
1: Oh, the uh, Uggnot,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he's um he makes a reference to like a mythosaur. Your your yeah. ancestors used to ride the mythosaur. Like that's the creature that the holiday special animated Boba Fett was riding. <laughs> so like they there are little Easter eggs to extremely obscure Star Wars stuff. I would not be surprised if that was a direct reference to the game. Yeah
1: yeah uh, yeah, it's possible it, it really is but like i just i en- i enjoyed i've enjoyed all of it like there's so many little things too like how pissed off he gets at the jawas in general
0: and He like he just turns his flamethrower on him like, like when they're negotiating and yeah. he's like you can tell he just doesn't want to deal with this yeah like you know, he's just like it would be just so much easier to blast them all yeah yeah now
1: I'm, mc i'm assuming that you have not watched any of this correct not yet okay so this is a perfect segue because the question they have for you is are you going to watch all the movies and then start digesting the series little by little as well is that the plan
2: yep that's the goal
1: Wow okay
2: that's so that's why, that's why I was inquiring about the the timeline and like yeah. the order the order stuff so that I kind of have a con like context of kind of what I would I want to do so well
1: let's um Let's link Steve into this conversation too, because he's yeah.
2: That's a good question. What what yeah. order are you watching them in?
1: Because Steve's uh, eighty five years old and didn't see this comment on Facebook <laughs> that you made, so that he could comment on it.
2: So uh, I'm going uh, well, I'm, I'm going in release order. So I'm watching the the OG trilogy. I watched the New Hope and uh, Empire Strikes Back. Uh, probably after we're done, probably gonna dive into uh, Return of the Jedi. Then uh, I'm gonna dive into the 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 prequels and I, I have so many memes that people have sent me <laughs> about the pre about the prequels before even before even seeing them don't um,
1: let them influence any of this just just watch it <laughs> and just appreciate it whether you like it or not it doesn't matter cuz it's all star wars but just take it in for yourself
2: <laughs> so i'm going to do that um, then i'm going to then i'm going to watch the the new ones the 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 new ones that that have come out then I'll probably then uh, some of the 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 uh, the other ones that have come out like uh, what was it Solo, yeah, and uh, Clone Wars and and all of that. So yeah,
1: yeah. So that's the, that's the plan. Of the two, Star Wars and Empire Strikes Back, which one did you like more?
2: That's a hard question because I I like them both for different reasons.
1: Okay, what did what like what did you like about Star Wars? What did you like about Empire?
2: Um. Well. Well, I think that, I think just from, I think the first one, like, I don't, I mean, maybe it was because I went into it with complete ignorance, but it like this, it just kind of, it grabbed me in a way that I kind of wasn't expecting it because like for it to be 77, I was like, this feels like it was made way later than a, a movie that came out in 77. Maybe that's just my own youthful ignorance and not really knowing about where they were with movie technology then but it was just it was it was really cool um story was great um it was just really it was really fun like really get like really being able to attach names uh names and or excuse me faces to names for the first time like oh that's what job of the hut is huh look at that or uh finding out that uh han Solo is kind of an asshole
1: <laughs> yeah
2: lovable <Lobel laughs> asshole Cause I really, I really, I really grew to like him in, um, uh, Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. even you know, like his whole, his whole relationship with Leia was, it was just, it was super creepy at first and then it was like, Oh, she's kind of into it. Like, oh, okay, I guess, <laughs> I, I, I guess I, I, yeah, Okay. Whatever. And then, and then the smugness of, uh, the smugness of, uh, like when she was like, I love you. And he was like, I know. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was, it was, it was, it was great. But uh, *Empire Strikes Back*, I really, like, I, visually, it was just really dope. I loved the, all, I loved all the fight scenes. I think I, because I think I was, I was messaging you when I, when um, uh, that initial scene when Luke went into uh that forest, uh, that that yeah. forest, and uh, I, was he hallucinating or something? Or is that, what, is is that it, what? was supposed to be going on there. Steve, you want to handle this one?
0: Uh, legends or canon or how to? <laughs> uh, no, essentially the the um that little nexus there, that little like cave that he goes into on Dagobah that has a force like a dark side presence. Okay. Um, and it's a it's a vision, and it's very much um kind of like the the force is he's grow as he's growing and training with Yoda, he's having more and more experiences with other elements of the force so that one's like a vision that he kind of lives um and it's a stronger version because there's like a concentration of force there um and you know when when he gets stronger like when he's doing that the handstand and levitating the rocks and when you're really focused on the force and everything um you can kind of dip into these stronger powers so he can see Han and Leia in trouble in Cloud City and that's what you know makes him make the decision to leave his training a little bit early um, but that's kind of what Yoda was implying when Luke's gonna go into the cave and, and Luke at you know is debating whether or not to take his weapons take his gun take his lightsaber when Yoda said only what you take with you um, you know as a kid I always took that literally yeah but then you know when I'm older I'm like oh I get it so you know if he goes in with the mentality of like I'm ready for a fight, well then the force presents him with a fight if he would not have taken his weapons Uh, uh, you know he would have made a different choice had a different mentality had a different kind of thought process with the force and his vision would have been different because he would have been different yeah um and so what it really did was express to him um you know if you keep kind of going down the the more aggressive path you could end up being darth vader you could end up becoming your father and that's what he saw when he cut darth vader's head off and saw his own face in the mask
2: Mm.
1: yeah it was that that movie was always my favorite like always my favorite star wars movie because first off like imagine mc if you will picture picture you're like seven or eight years old right and you've already seen empire strikes back like 20 times and you have a snow day from school what are you what are you doing when you go outside and play in the snow like you're recreating that that hawk yeah. battle scene basically. Like, yeah,
2: basically, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: That's that's like every kid I know who grew up in that era did the exact same thing. And like Yeah, like that's always been my favorite one too, because like I love the lesson that it kind of teaches too that like if you're not in the right mentality, these are the kind of things that can happen. But also right. like the things that you're willing because think about it like this, right? Look at look at Empire Strikes Back. If Luke didn't go to Cloud City, things probably would have worked out okay, for the most part. Except for they needed R2-D2 to turn the uh, hyperdrive back on on the Millennium Falcon. So R2 was the hero. Luke was just a, a yeah. bumbling idiot, basically.
2: Pretty much.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, R2 saves everybody's ass. And, like, it's... That's,
0: that's that... not the only time. he's he's. A, that's the one constant you'll see from the movies, MC. And it's not a spoiler in any way. R two is the rock solid foundation that the rebellion is built upon. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
2: Because I mean, they can, they well, I mean, that's one thing I've noticed through the two. Like they, they, they can't really like nothing. Nothing would have turned out the way it turned out if he was not there, or if yeah. he had gotten scrapped, or whatever the case.
1: Yeah, he's he saves the day so many times, and like I, I wish there are times that I wish we could decode what he was actually saying. Right. And his little robot. I feel like he's I
2: feel like he's super snarky, especially the C-3PO. Oh, yeah. I feel feel like there's a lot. There's a lot of snark in there. You just kind of you kind of can't tell because it's mostly noises. Yeah. Like you you can you can tell when Chewie's being snarky to to Han because like the tone is there. Yeah. So you you already before going
1: into that, I mean, there's no way you didn't know that Darth Vader was Luke's father. Right.
2: Yeah. I already knew that that part wasn't really a spoiler.
0: Okay, As the but, citizen of Earth, you knew that that was yeah, a right. Like you, you kind of have to know that. Yeah,
2: yeah. But just like I already know that Luke and Leia are siblings, which is why they, like them having this whole romance love triangle thing through two movies is kind of weird.
0: Fucking weird. <laughs> it's yeah, it very is very weird. Oh, but when Game of Thrones does it, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs>
2: The,
1: the reason I ask you about the reveal with, with Vader telling me he's father, like, did that have any punch for you? Was there any, like, dude?
0: Like,
2: well, yeah. Again... Well, yeah, because I have context to it now. I mean, it's yeah. one thing to just be like, oh, okay, okay he's his father. Like, oh, okay, you know, whatever. I mean, like, knowing that and just knowing that that's a thing versus knowing it with all the surrounding context to it of yeah. who Vader is. Uh, where Luke is, who Luke is, uh, hi, where he is in this training, what what he's involved in with uh, with the others, like it gives and it gives that fight just way more context to it that that makes the stakes of it and make the reveal of it be even more like oh, fuck, wow, like
0: wow, because <laughs> Peter had literally just got done beating his ass yeah Yeah. (laughs) he was in total control of that thing from start to finish and he's like oh by the way i'm your dad what are you gonna do about it?
1: (laughs) that's what i was telling mc too because he was like oh man for not having much training luke's really holding his own until the end of the fight and he was like uh never mind and i I laughed (laughs) i was like yeah vader was toying with him the whole time like
0: (laughs) yeah like even in the very beginning like when they're having the sword fight around the uh carbon freezing chamber like vader's only using one hand for for the majority of that lightsaber duel like he's just one hand in them for a while and then when they go into kind of the the you know where the the glass giant window that luke ends up flying through like he's just throwing stuff at him which i was telling mandy because i just watched empire for my birthday um on on sunday um i was like so behind the scenes like Mark Hamill got it kind of bad in the filming of a of couple of these movies, like in the first one, when he gets pulled under by the Dianoga uh, in the trash compactor, like he almost drowned uh, as part of the, you know, like people holding him under for the the effect, like pulling him under. Um, and then in that scene, like they were literally just stagehands just whipping boxes at him off the side. And he had no <laughs> idea, like who was throwing it or when. And When you watch that scene again, like he's turning and just swinging randomly and wildly, and it really works for the effect that Vader is just controlling all this stuff. But then you think, like, oh, like Mark Hamill, the human being, is just getting blasted <laughs> with boxes and, and crap. So, yeah, he, he's kind of uh, he probably didn't have it as bad as um, uh, what's his face from Lord of the Rings, uh, that played Aragorn, um, who like almost died like 70 times filming those movies. But he had it pretty bad filming these. Oh, Viggo Mortensen. Yeah. yeah. That's another one. If you look up the history of that, like you're like, how are you alive?
1: Yeah. <laughs> like When he kicked that helmet and broke his foot, like, yeah, just, just that's one of them. Yeah, he got dragged by a horse. Yeah, there's yeah, was a mess. Um, I wanted to share this because this is some of MC's texts to me, and there's one in, in particular that he did... MC, you didn't know anything about Lando Calrissian, which, first off, I'm so glad you got to experience this guy because he's the fucking best. Like, I love Lando, but like... <laughs> it goes so this is kind of the string right he says so obi-wan is dead or is he inside the forest like a ghost by the way lando is hilarious all caps yo he sold them out like (laughs) (laughs) yeah like that that was that's how we all felt we're like you son of a bitch like linda what the hell yeah
2: i was literally like i i mean i there's no visual of it but i literally raised my hands up and was like what the hell that's why i typed in all caps because i was yeah. literally like what the hell
1: <laughs> that's awesome dude i'm so glad you're watching these <laughs> oh man but yeah that's that you're you're in you're in the club now like that's that's and once you watch return of the jedi you'll you'll understand the whole like circle and then you can go back and kind of see how in the prequels, because the prequels is basically like, how did Anakin Skywalker become Darth Vader? So you get to see that too.
2: So, Yeah. Like, it's funny because like so many memes and so many shirts and like stuff is making way more sense. Now
1: you're going to be like Captain America. You're going to be
2: like, I get that reference.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well put.
1: Oh man. So what we'll do guys here is we're going to take a quick break as we, um, kind of reset here and what we'll do is we'll talk a little bit about um my vacation and i get to gush about star wars land and how dope that place was and all the cool things because let me tell you now now i want to be a millionaire just so i can bring uh steve and mc and james rambo and all of our ggr contributors down there so we can just like run through there like 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 kids because that's literally what happens you get there and you feel like you feel like you're a child again. You, well, for MCU, you feel like you're, you know, in your thirties, because that's when he watched Star Wars. Um, but it, it's it's this this thing I can't describe it any better than everything that you imagined when you were a kid. Oh man, I wish they had done something like that. I wish there was like a theme park like this. It, it, it's there, and it's real, and it's and it's so well done and, and crafted that it's just like it's hard for me not to just gush about it all the time like every conversation i have like we went to dinner we went to lunch today we went to pf chang's and i just wanted to talk to our waitress about it i would be like hey you know chinese food's great but have you been to star wars land yet disney world because let me tell you about that she's like i am just here to serve your your low main no but let me tell you about galaxy's edge like it's it it becomes one of those things and i feel like the biggest dork on the world but that's why we have this podcast so there it is guys we'll come back in just a couple minutes here um thank you all for tuning in thank you for being part of our uh, our refuge of of geeky nerdy folks uh, again the website greatgeekrefuge.com uh we've got website gloriousness everywhere there's there's articles there's podcasts we're all over the place check us out but for steve for mc my name is Mike Lunsford and don't be a juice bag